Dahlia DiPolito was a South Florida escort turned trophy wife. Only a few months after saying I do to her new husband, Mike, she decided she didn't. But she did want his money and his townhouse. All she needed to do was get him out of the picture. She tried to have him arrested, and when that didn't work, she hired a hitman to shoot him. There's no changing, no, there's no, like, um, determined already. I'm positive, like, 5,000% sure, like. She thought she was shopping for a murder, but she was actually talking to an undercover officer with the Boynton Beach Police. And in a bizarre twist, the TV show Cops was standing by to make an unsuspecting Dahlia the star of an elaborately staged murder scene. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am, he's been killed. He's been killed, ma'am. This story made our jaws drop. And you won't believe the defense strategy her legal team came up with. Don't go anywhere. I'm Chris, and this is my wife, Amy. And you found True Crime Recaps, the only podcast bringing you twice the crime in half the time. That's right, baby, and not just because it rhymes. <laughs> in this episode, Chris and I are teaming up to recap Dahlia DiPolito's murder for hire plot with you. And stick with us to the end because I am going to recap a story for you and Chris that one of our listeners wrote in with. It's about this cold-blooded woman named Chasey Pointer and the insane, unbelievable way she schemed to have her husband Robert murdered in Royce City, Texas. Baby, I love you. Don't kill me. <laughs> You're my witness. If anything were to happen to him, it was an accident. Well, I'll just um, take the car in to have the brake lines checked just in case. Oh my God, don't listen to that. All right. How about we get back to Dahlia? And to set this story up, I want to start with the wake-up call her husband Mike got from the Boynton Beach Police. Yeah. Good morning, sir. Your wife wants you dead. Well, something exactly like that. The police knocked on his door around 6.15 a.m. on Wednesday, August 5th, 2009 and told him what Dahlia was up to. Two days earlier, on August 3rd, they secretly taped her negotiating his murder with a guy she thought was a hitman, but he was actually a cop. In this undercover surveillance video posted on YouTube by the Law and Crime Network, Dahlia and the undercover officer are sitting in his car discussing the job in front of a CVS near her house. The video is 23 minutes long, but I want you to listen to a clip with the highlights from that conversation. I picked her up Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning at the house, because I was looking at the news, newspapers here, there's been a lot of burglaries in this area, alright, it's nothing, it's not uncommon for someone to break into a house, okay, it's going to be like I break into the house, you know, then that girl's going to be home, because everybody works in the daytime, right. I'm going to think he's at work, boom, he's not at work, then, you know, he gets two and a half, that's it, you know, I take a couple things with me, break a couple windows, make it look like a robbery that went bad, it's all over, I'm gone out of there, um, once that's done, you know, I'll wait a few days. I'm not going to call you right away because the police going to be all over this motherfucker. Understand? The police going to be asking you questions. Although they know it's going to be obvious what it is and they already know. You know what I mean? But, you know, they're going to ask questions because you know, that's how they got to do it. Okay? But I give you maybe one or two days, you know, but I'll be in contact with you. How can I, you know, I'm a lot tougher than what I look. I know you're right. saying, you're like, oh, what a cute little girl, whatever. You know, but well, yeah, I'm that, not. That I'm you not. are. You're actually but, beautiful. Thank you, but, I, you know, I just need to make sure everything's going to take care of. All right. Okay. So, I'm talking to all There's no changing. No, there's no, like, I'm determined already. I'm positive, like, 5,000% sure, like. Okay, I want you at the house. Okay. Around 6 
Now she lives in jail, and apparently she's leading a Bible study. Oh. Stop, stop. Sorry. Spoiler. Sorry, 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 sorry. We're not there yet. Sorry. Okay. Okay, sorry. What you didn't hear on that clip was Dahlia telling the undercover cop that Mike was also planning to go to the bank that day to withdraw about $10,000 to give to his business partner. All right? At first, she thought it would be a better idea to take him out after he left the bank with the money, because that way it would also make his business partner look guilty. And to get the whole thing going, she gave this hitman a down payment of $1,200. Well, she didn't give the money to him. She gave the money to her boyfriend to, like, quote, give to the hitman. Or something. That's probably a quote. (laughs) This was a guy named Muhammad that she'd been secretly sleeping with on and off. She told him Mike was abusing her and she wanted to have him killed. And she thought he... Mike Muhammad might know someone who could get the job done. So that conversation was on July 31st, right after they parted ways that day. He told the police the whole story. He's the one that led them to Dahlia and this whole thing. He started it. He did, but according to a defense motion her lawyers filed later, Muhammad did believe Dahlia was being abused. Not because he'd ever seen any evidence of that. I want I want to make that clear. By all accounts, she was absolutely not in any danger from her husband. But Even though she had no bruises or anything else, he thought Dahlia was telling the truth and he wanted the police to intervene so no one got hurt. But they heard his story and sort of turned him into the informant so they knew what Dahlia was up to the whole time. (laughs) And here is where it gets even more surreal. So at the same time Dahlia was like plotting Mike's murder, the Boynton Beach police were working with the TV show Cops to schedule production for an episode that day. And as it turned out, this murder for hire... I was going to make for a hell of a plot line. So they had her boyfriend's story that she wanted to hire a hitman. And then they got video of her talking with the undercover hitman. But they wanted even more evidence to get like a guaranteed conviction. So they decided they'd stage a crime scene outside of her house (laughs) to make her believe the hit went through and her husband was gone. Dahlia was at the gym that morning, just like she'd been told to in that clip you heard earlier. But around 6.30 a.m., she got a call from the police. They told her there was an emergency and she needed to come home. When she got there, she saw police cars, crime scene tape, and cameras. The TV show Cops was riding along with the Boynton Beach police recording the whole episode, which is how this award-winning reaction of hers ended up on the show. I'm Sergeant Ramsey. I'm, I'm the one that called you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry to call you. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house, and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. She was born for that moment. And by that time, she'd had a lot of practice faking it. She did work as an escort in South Florida. Let's not forget. 
There is actually <clears throat> how she met her husband. He was one of her clients. But they fell in love. Or so he thought. Now, when the police rescued him from her in August 2009, they had just celebrated their six-month wedding anniversary. Oh, boy. It's a long time. <laughs> People who knew them and saw them together said they were all over each other all the time, especially in public, to the point where it was awkward. But in reality, she was plotting to get him out of the picture practically since they got married. She started by trying to get him sent back to jail. Right. So Mike served two years in jail for working a stockbroker scheme, selling penny stocks to people and ripping them off. Kind of like in the plot of that movie Boiler Room. Did you see that movie, honey? Oh, yeah. It was a good right. movie. Now, he was out on a 28-year probation and owed almost $200,000 in restitution when he met and married Dahlia in January 2009. She had him wrapped around her little finger. He was treating her like a princess with gifts, expensive weekends away, whatever she wanted. And she was busy trying to get him arrested. She actually planted drugs in their car and anonymously tipped off the police to search it. She secretly called in a report that he was selling steroids and other drugs from their townhouse. But nothing worked. She couldn't get him arrested for violating his probation. You know, he said she tried eight times. In his criminal past, it was like a huge part of the reason she thought she would get away with it. Because she knew he was on probation and he'd made some enemies in his old, like, I don't know, stock selling life. Yeah. And she planned on throwing everything and everyone around him, knew anything about him or connected to him, under the bus for his murder. Yeah. She told Muhammad they would never pin Mike's murder on her. She figured they'd never believe a sweet little thing like her could do something like that. And there were so many other likely suspects. I mean, go. But first, before she did anything, she had to get her ducks in a row. Before she asked Mohammed to hook her up with a hitman, she reached out to another boyfriend of hers to get his help conning Mike out of his house and his savings. This boyfriend, his name was also Mike, and he was another longtime secret lover. <laughs> I hate that word. So she was getting his help by telling him how much she wanted to be with him. And all they had to do was get her husband out of the way. She came up with a scheme to swindle her husband out of the money he was saving to pay off his restitution and to take his house. At her request, her boyfriend posed as a lawyer over the phone and told Mike that he should put the title to the townhome in Dahlia's name. So the feds couldn't try to take it as part of his restitution payment or something along those lines. And he did it. What? They went to the title company and he signed it over to her. Mike, 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 Mike. Yeah, you have to wonder what he was thinking. Because before that title scam, she scammed him out of $100,000. She told him, okay, she told him, to give her the hundred grand, and she would put in $91,000 of her own money and send it to his lawyer to pay off his restitution. But then his lawyer said he never got the money. And when he asked his wife where the money was, she said something like she'd sent it, but the wire transfer was reversed. And he knew she was lying because he knew that wasn't even a, like, a thing. But also, like, where's the money, Dahlia? Right. But he stayed with her. Until she tried to have him killed. Yeah, that was the last straw. But not for lack of trying on her part. I have another video clip to play for you. In this one, Dahlia is at the police station to answer questions about her husband's fake murder. But no matter how many times the detectives tell her she was caught on the video, they know the whole plan. 
but she still keeps insisting she has no idea what's going on and she didn't do anything. Then they bring Mike to the door and he's very much alive. I don't know what's going on, please. Can we go ahead and arrest report? Police station first degree murder. Oh my god. He's alive. Come here, please. Come here. Mike, come here. Come here, please. Come here. Can't, can't fix it. Why not? I didn't do anything. I heard you. Mike, come here, please. Come here. And then she used her one phone call to call Mike. All right, the whole call is like 11 minutes, but this clip will give you the basic gist of it. How do you sit there and try to convince your husband that he didn't just see video of you in a car with a supposed hitman yeah. figuring out how and when to murder him? <laughs> I do like the of part control. of that call when Mike answers the phone, though, and he kind of laughs when he hears her voice. Oh, yeah. I like. I really like this guy. Me too. I am so glad she didn't manage to kill him. Well, I mean, I know the audio isn't great. The, those prison phone calls really need to get better quality recording. But did you catch the part when he told her he'd help her mother if she would give him his house back and she had the nerve to refuse? It's kind of <laughs> awe-inspiring that she thought she could have it all. I'm She'd get signing. out of prison, right? And get yeah. to like keep his house and I guess the money she took too? This story gets stranger from here. When we come back, you're going to find out more about the bizarre trial strategy her legal team took. And you won't believe what happens. Don't go anywhere. This story could also be called How Dahlia Learned What Consequences Were. 
She was arrested for attempted murder in August 2009, and her trial started in 2011. Okay, but hold on. Let me interrupt you for a second, because can you believe, with all the video and audio surveillance they have, that she still had the nerve to, like, plead not guilty? Honey, if you can't believe that, hold on to your pearls, because you are definitely going to want to clutch them when you hear her defense. She blamed her husband. She what? said the whole thing was an act so the two of them would get cast on a reality TV show. And if she didn't go along with it, he was going to hurt her family. And as proof that everything you've seen and heard her do in this story was just her being an aspiring actress, as proof of that, they pointed out that the TV show Cops was taping the whole thing for the show. And also, they tried to say that the police department set the whole thing up so they could produce a really great episode for cops. So Mike had to get on the stand for the prosecution and actually sort of defend himself. And her lawyers kept bringing up the fact that he had been in prison and was on parole as some sort of evidence that the murder for hire was his idea. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Hold on. Listen to a quick clip of Mike on the witness stand being harassed by Dahlia's lawyer. Weird? No, you're like a parrot. A parrot? Yeah. What does that mean? I've been called a lot of things. What's a parrot? You know. Come on. You're winking at the judge. Uh, he doesn't know what you mean. What do you mean? Did you do that on probation? Were you on probation? Did you do that on probation? Were you on probation? You know what I'm talking about. I'm just having fun with it. Come on. I'm with you. You're having fun yeah. with me? Let me yeah. ask you something. <laughs> Is this fun, Mr. Triglia? This sucks. Okay. <laughs> it, was it fun when you got arrested? No. Was it fun when you went through court? Horrible. Okay. <laughs> so, is there anything funny about this proceeding at all, Mr. DiPolito? The questions you're asking me, some of them, yeah. You don't like them, do you? It's ridiculous. I am not here. We're not here because of me. Well, I'm, I might as well, you might as well put me up next. I mean, what are we doing here? Exactly. I mean, freaking voice a reason from the victim that could have been exactly. killed if Dolly's boyfriend hadn't gone to the police when she asked him to get hitman to kill her husband. <laughs> I, I can't even believe that is a sentence. That is a real yeah. sentence. Yeah, and, 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 and let's just say for one second that the whole we were just acting for reality TV thing was true. Why wouldn't she have said something about that at her arrest or in the phone call with Mike? She never even hints that she's in jail because of their joint plan to get on TV. Of course not. She hadn't even thought of that excuse exactly. yet. Exactly. That must have been something her lawyers dreamt up when they found out cops was there. Well, the jury didn't buy it either. They found her guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder, and the judge called her pure evil. Okay. And she got 20 years in prison. But wait, it's not over. In 2014, her conviction was tossed out. Why, you ask? Because of freaking cops again. So, well, sort of. Not, not really. But her lawyers claimed all the publicity tainted the jury pool, and the judge didn't allow potential jurors to be questioned individually before the trial, so the conviction didn't count. How, how is this our justice system? She's on tape asking a hitman to murder her husband. Come on! So while she waited for trial number two... She was released on $500,000 bail and put on house arrest. Then, 2020 interviewed her for an episode called Caught in the Act. They asked her about that reality TV defense, and she swore it was true. Mike thought they should become reality TV stars. Listen to this. They said, you know, if they, if they, they could do it, if, if you're watching these people do it, there's no reason why, you know, we can't do it. We look better than those people, and 
why not? Liar! <laughs> Dahlia's second trial started in 2016. Her lawyers didn't try to convince the jury that she was just acting. They got a guilty verdict in the first trial, so they didn't want to try that one again. Instead, they stuck with the idea that the Boynton Beach Police Department was using Dahlia to put on an episode for the TV show Cops. To be honest, it's so convoluted that it's hard to even recap the concept for you. But basically, the defense was that they were staging the whole thing and entrapping her into ordering this hit on her husband just to create good television. And again, what the... I mean, just watch the video. But the defense actually worked, at least partly, because the jury couldn't decide on a verdict and they got a mistrial. At her third trial in 2017, the jury came back with a guilty verdict in an hour and a half. And she was sentenced to 16 years. She is in prison in Gainesville, Florida right now. But she still didn't give up. She tried to have the guilty verdict from the third trial appealed at the Supreme Court level so a fourth trial could be scheduled. And why? Because testimony revealed that Dahlia allegedly tried to poison Mike's iced tea with antifreeze and kill him herself before she, you know, tried outsourcing it to a hitman. But thankfully, in February last year, the Supreme Court declined to hear it, and she's still in prison. But her lawyer swears they're not going to try to stop setting her free. Uh huh. Well, meanwhile, she's she is leading Bible studies and focusing on being a good mom to her son from behind bars. Sorry. Yes. While she was on house arrest, in between trials, she had a relationship with someone else, a new guy, and had his baby. And where's Mike today? Well, Mike is doing great. He's still in Florida. He started a real estate company. He's got his house back from Dahlia. He paid off his restitution and finished his probation. And he found love again with a new woman who... He met in a restaurant. Well, good. That is so good to hear. And you know what? You know what? I would watch him in a reality TV show. I totally would. He is funny. All right. So we have one more recap to tell you, and this time it's my turn to say it. So Chris has never heard this story before, and I hope you haven't either. So this came to us thanks to listener Lee Boyle from Dallas, Texas. This happened in a little town outside of Dallas called Royce City. Around 10.30 on the night of September 9th, 2016, Chasey Pointer called 911. And the story she told the police, it went something like this. She said she was on her way to meet her husband, Robert, after he got off work so they could talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of those relationship talks. Mm. They were married for about six years, but they were having issues, she said. She ended up on this dirt road, and her it's way off the highway, and her Jeep got stuck in the mud. So she called him to come and help her. And when he got there, she said he'd climbed into the driver's seat to try and get the car unstuck. And Chasey said this tall, shadowy figure came out of the darkness, shot him in the head, and killed him instantly. What? Then they ran off before they she could get a good look at him. What? I mean... What was somebody doing just hanging out in the bushes? Did they see something they weren't supposed to? Why didn't she get shot? I know. It's crazy. It's all good questions. And the police had these exact same questions, too. But as they were trying to get answers out of Chasey, they were also getting more and more suspicious. CBS 48 Hours covered this case in an episode called Witness to Murder. And I want you to listen to a quick clip from the police body cam that night. Chasey is muddy, she looks panicked, and she's sitting in the back of the police cruiser while the officer is trying to find out what happened. Miss Pointer, 
Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just I keep seeing his face. Right. We've been having problems, and we I was coming to be come at the Jackson Box so we could talk. Uh huh. We used to stop and get tacos at Jackson Box when he come home late from work. When I went off the road, that's when I called him and I said, I need you to come help me. And he said, where are you? And I told him, I said, I'm on the dirt road. That's all I know. I don't know the numbers. And so I told right. him. Breathe, breathe for me, Miss Pointer. Calm down and breathe for me. Okay. That's a lot of information to start telling the police minutes after your husband is shot. Right? I mean, the officer told 48 hours that she was breathing heavy and panting, like almost hyperventilating. And she could barely get these words out. Hmm. But what made her behavior really strange is that she was only acting like that when they weren't talking to her. The rest of the time, she was just breathing normally. I think I know why. Well, if you think it's because she had something to do with Robert's death, you're on the right track. She was also saying, like, the most random detailed stuff to the officer at the crime scene. Like, minutes after her husband had been shot and killed, she's saying things like, he's trying to take my daughter away because he knows that will hurt me the most. It, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, she wasn't under arrest at that point, but the officer did tell CBS that he knew something was off, so he read her her rights, which was so smart because then anything she said could be used against her. So she didn't use her right to remain silent. Yeah, she, she did not. <laughs> she actually told the officer that she was, get this, having sex at her boyfriend's <laughs> house before she headed out to meet up with Robert. Talk about red flags. Huge red flag waving right there. That flag, I'm spitting, was so <laughs> big and red she could have been a bullfighter. She even told him her boyfriend's name, Michael Garza. Another Mike. Oh, yeah. This, not a bad Mike. This Mike <laughs> is a good Mike. This Mike actually murdered Robert Pointer. According to her arrest affidavit, Chasey was questioned for about nine hours after her husband's murder, and it didn't take her long to start turning on her boyfriend and, you ready for this, Mm. start putting all the blame on her husband. She told the police she was having a relationship with Mike because Robert was physically and verbally abusing her, and Mike came to her rescue and killed him for her. But she Mm. had, she claimed, she had no idea that he was ever... She never thought he would do something like that. She thought they were just going to talk to Robert. And Mike was going to tell him that if he didn't stop abusing her, there would be problems. I mean, she told the police that Mike was the one who told her to drive out to that dirt road and get Robert to come and meet them there. But Chasey and Robert weren't divorced or split up or anything? Then how does that conversation go? This is my boyfriend and he'd like you to stop beating me up? How does that make any sense? It doesn't. Why wouldn't her boyfriend question why she was still living with him in the first place? Uh, I mean, the the short answer is it was all a lie. Robert was a fire captain for years, and the whole community knew him as this gentle giant of a man. Before he met Chasey, well, actually, like while while he met Chasey, hmm. he was married to a woman for twenty years, and she testified that he had never abused her, and that Robert was not the kind of man who was capable of ever okay. doing anything like that. And her, they had two teenage daughters, and they also testified that if anything, Chasey was the one tormenting their father. She was about fifteen years younger than him, and she was cheating on him with multiple guys. And mm. his daughter actually told him what was going on, but he didn't want to get another divorce. And he and Chasey had a little girl together, so he wanted to stay and try to work it out, so he didn't lose his daughter too. 
Okay, so while he's trying to move forward and figure out their relationship, she's convincing her boyfriend to murder him. Yes, but actually worse. (laughs) He'd been trying to fix things between them, but just a few days before he was murdered, he told a friend of his that he was done trying. He actually reached out to a divorce lawyer the day before he was murdered. I mean, but meanwhile, Chasey was laying the groundwork for one of her boyfriends to murder Robert for months. Okay, I'm talking 10,000 text messages with about five different guys. (laughs) Michael Garza was just the first one to do it. Great. A few days later, they found the murder weapon in a field where he had thrown it. It was registered to Mike Garza's brother. And then they found out that Robert had a $600,000 life insurance policy that he was leaving 100% to Chasey. Yeah, that's what they call a motive policy. No wonder she didn't want him to divorce her. Got that right. That's why we barely have any life insurance. <laughs> well, that's not that's not why, but it it doesn't hurt, I guess. No motive here, baby. So, all right, we can never have any more life insurance than we have right now. Got it. Got it. Okay. In July 2018, Mike Garza was quickly found guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to 99 years. But putting Chasey away for her part took a little longer, another year to be exact. But in June 2019, a jury found her guilty and gave her life in prison. And she didn't see a dime of Robert's money. His insurance policy was split between his three daughters. Well, at least... That's one good thing, and thank God she started basically confessing right away. I mean, and her conviction stuck, unlike Dahlia's first two trials. So, bonus. Wow. Thank you so much for writing (laughs) in with this one, Lee. If you have a story you you want to share, please email us at hello at True Crime Recaps or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for spending some time with us today. You can watch us tape this podcast every Wednesday on YouTube at True Crime Recaps Or listen and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like getting twice the crime in half the time, please help us spread the word with a five-star review. It only takes a second, but it means the world to us. Take care. 